Welcome to the Power Prayer Podcast. I am your host, Sherry T. And you have just entered into the Tuesday night family prayer meeting. Where we come together as a family to strengthen each other, to love on each other, to lift up the name of Jesus. And to most definitely just to pray for one another. We come in agreement in, in spirit and in truth. A spirit of unity where the love of Christ flows from one to another. We're all across the globe. We come from the north, the south, the east, and the west, but we do come. And we come rejoicing that we serve a God who is, was, and is yet to come. I invite you now to enjoy the moments that we have shared together. They are live recordings, so you can expect that it's not scripted. But it is good, it is live, it is fresh. I pray that you're blessed. I pray that you're strengthened. I pray that the words that have been spoken into our lives as a family, that it is it also resonates in your heart. That the Holy Spirit will continue to transform your life in such a way that you will believe every day of your life that God has purposed you for a time such as this to stand firm on his word to share his love to enjoy his abundance that he might show his faithfulness towards you thank you once again as you will now enter in to the Tuesday night live family prayer. Be blessed in the presence of an almighty God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Have you ever experienced negative thoughts of depression, loneliness, or scarcity? Unlock the peace from within by texting BELIEVE, B-E-L-I-E-V-E, to 877-670-1975 and receive our weekly words of encouragement. Again, text BELIEVE to 877-670-1975. This is the Tuesday Night Family Prayer Call. Y'all know how we do it. The family that prays together stays together. Let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you once again for this evening that we come together to love on each other and lift up the name of Jesus. There's no greater hope than we know, and that's that's to know that we are in your divine presence. We give you the honor, the praise, and the glory for it as you touch us from the top to the bottom, continue to transform our hearts in a marvelous way that we might continue to go out into a nation and share the goodness of of who you are to us. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. The next voice you'll hear is Steph. Y'all know how we do it. I tell y'all week in and week out when he is up, go ahead and get your pen and paper ready because you're going to have to take some notes. Steph, go ahead and do what you do. Thank you. For the kind words. Greetings, family and friends. I greet you all in the ancient dialect of our Lord and Savior, Rabbi Shuahanasri, Jesus the Master, the Nazarene. Shalom Alechem Bishim Adonai. Peace be upon you in the name of our Lord. Everyone who was under the same voice, I pray I am finding everyone in good health and sound mind. Prepare to briefly delve into the Ketva HaKodesh, the Holy Scriptures, for enlightenment, 
instruction, correction, and training in righteous living. Amen. As always, I want to thank Sherry for affording me this opportunity and access to this platform so we can address spiritual matters from a biblical-centric perspective in biblical worldview. Again, I'll be brief tonight. I won't be before you long, but I want to address a topic that has come to the forefront recently, especially in the last several years and recently in the last couple of months. Some Christians are really alarmed, even shocked by what they are seeing playing out in some of our churches. Some are asking, is this even biblical? Are there examples of this behavior in the scriptures? So the answer, so the answer how, how far, the question is, how far should the church go to be liked or embraced by the world? How far should we go to be loved by the world? Or is that something we should be avoiding? Let's be honest. If the world or unbelievers like you or feel comfortable in your midst, that might be, that might show that you might be compromised. So you know Jesus was not loved by the world. Yeah, he had a few who loved him, but the majority hated him. Jesus even expected, he warned his followers, expect them to hate you. And remember, they hated me first. So it means, again, it means that they feel comfortable in your midst. If you have celebrities following you, if you have people who are, who are not in the fold loving you and loving and being in your midst, again, that might mean that you may be compromising, which we should be not doing things. Think as Christians, if we aren't careful, we can fall into the trap, especially ministers, leaders, pastors, of shaving off the edges of truth so we can be liked. One, one young pastor out of Tulsa has bought into the ideal in, in order to win souls, he must be liked to win souls. Therefore, his church, his church, and you're, you know, you're not going to believe this, but it's so true. His church resembles, looks more like a nightclub than a traditional church service with rap music, people dancing. Now, we're not talking about spirit-filled dancing. Amen. We're not talking about spirit-filled dancing, if you believe in that. We're talking about secular dancing and even twerking. Now, I don't want to be graphic tonight, but it, maybe some of you all don't know what twerking is. But what that means, what that means is a woman moving around her backside in a sexual way. Now, this is not behavior that should be in the church. Amen. This young pastor said for his church, we're going to go to the edge, saints, and we're going to do everything short of sin. Well, I think he crossed that threshold because some of the things they were doing were absolutely shocking. And again, he believed by doing this, he is going to lure the unbelievers into the church. Now, some may argue, well, what's wrong with that? Didn't Rabshaw, the Apostle Paul, say in 1 Corinthians 9.22, I have become all things, all things to all people. Didn't Rabshaw say that? Well, However, we must keep that statement in context. Context is everything, saints. Paul was explaining to the Corinthian church his motivation for submitting himself to his hard life. Paul chose not to marry. Paul did not take money from the churches that he established. He could have. It was within his right to do. Paul had completely abandoned his personal aspirations or goals for himself, for missions for Christ. Paul's, Paul's calling was to evangelize the Goyim, 
the Gentiles. And that required him to change elements. In other words, he would visit different, different states, different cities, different countries in his approach when needed. To win slaves, Galatians 2 8 says, to win slaves, I became the slave to everyone. To win Jews, to become, to win B'nai Israel, the Jews, I became a Jew. To win those under the mitzvah, the law, I became like one under the law. What 1 Corinthians 9.22 does not mean is that we are to compromise with the world in order to fit in. Saying to God, we're not supposed to fit in. That is a, the biggest misconception of our time, that we must fit in with the world to win them to Christ. No, what we're doing is causing confusion. We're causing confusion. We have people who are not saved. They are unbelievers. They're worn out by the world. They're tired by the, they're tired out by the world. And then they come into our churches and they're finding the same thing. We're not called to fit in with the world. We're called to stand out. Saints, we are not called, again, to fit into this world and its values. We are to stand out. Jesus says in Matthew 5.13 in the NIV, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its savor or saltiness, it is no longer good for anything except to be trampled underfoot. Saints, I'm afraid the church is no longer the Melech Haretz, the salt of the earth. It is irrelevant because our obsession to compromise, our obsession to fit in, to be accepted and loved and embraced by unbelievers. The more the church and individuals continue to compromise with the world, the more the world loses respect for our confession of faith. What is compromise, you may ask? The definition of compromise is to make concessions. That means you've been in over backwards, been in over backwards, lowering God's standards that you might be accepted. Concessions are accommodations for someone who does not agree. So we're bending over backwards for folks who do not agree or agree with our set of standards or rules. Usually compromise is triggered by some type of fear. Fear that is triggered by the ego self. You might say, what is the ego self? That is your flesh. See, your flesh does not want rejection. Your flesh does not want to be criticized. It does not want to stand out. It wants to hide. It wants to be a part of the crowd. But we're supposed to walk in the spirit that we will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Saints, what we are doing when we turn our sanctuaries into nightclubs, rap concerts, secular dancing, and even twerking, <laughs> if, if unbelievers will be impressed, that that will draw them by lowering our standards to join them. Saints, we're not supposed to be joining the world. The world is supposed to be joining us. We can't, we're not going to win them by joining them. This is deception to the highest level. This is pure deception. You know, the Bible says that the angel, the devil, can appear as an angel of light. It's not like in the movie where you see the devil with red and he, he's He's red and he has horns. No, 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 no. The Bible says there's no indication in Scripture. The Bible says when Satan was cast out of heaven that his, his appearance changed. There's no indication of that. So he still looks like that glorified angel that he did thousand years ago. And he's more intelligent than us. He's more crude, he's more crude than us. And he's more intelligent than us. But we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. That is our weapon. But face-to-face, -face, intelligence, we cannot, we cannot contend with him. More importantly, saints, the Torah HaKodesh, the Old Testament, the Brit Chadasha, the New Covenant, makes it clear. Hashem Avarim Yitzhak Yaakov, 
The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob does not approve of compromising his command. The Bible says, be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded. Do not turn aside or to the left. And what that means is, do not let society, do not let your, your country, do not let the, you know, Hollywood, do not even let your family influence you. But you need to be like a horse <laughs> with the bridles on your eye. You cannot look from your left or to your right, but you need to be focused on what has God said. What has God said? What has God said regarding this matter? Not society, not what a, your favorite politician has said, but what has the word of God said? Now, some people might ask, well, that's our brother or minister. That is the Torah. That's the Old Testament. Well, Moshiach ben Elohim, Jesus, the son of God, rebukes the church of Thyatira, who tolerates a prophetess named Jezebel, who is influenced by the culture, as he brings the culture into the church. And that's what we're doing today. We're bringing society, we're bringing culture, we're bringing its values into the church. And Jesus rebuked this woman and even threatened to put her on her bed of affliction. In other words, he was going to allow sickness to come on her body. Now, I'm not saying all sickness is judgment, but that is one of God's tools that he can use to get our attention. Amen. So this woman, this woman who claims to be a prophet, misleads the members of this church into sexual immorality by her teaching. In other words, she says, oh, it's okay. Go ahead and indulge. God doesn't mind. Oh, God does mind. Yes, he does. Now, thanks. It is unworthy. Unfortunately, I have to report that there are divisions that are growing in the church. And I'm, we, really, we, we really shouldn't be surprised because according to Thessalonians 2.4, there will be a great rebellion before the Harai Hayamin, before the Bayat Hamashiach Hamalek, which means the coming Messiah King in the latter times. So the Bible says before the coming of the Messiah, there's going to be a great falling away. Yes, there will be Christians who will turn away from God and follow the world, society, and they will rebel the creator. Yes, indeed. And if this, if this division, unfortunately, is growing. One side believes by dumbing down or watering down or convoluting the gospel of the kingdom of God, of real substance, except Jesus laid down his life and bore your sins and expects nothing of you. We know that's not true. Matthew 16, 24 says, any man who comes to me must deny himself. What, do you mean? what does he mean by denying himself? Denying himself what comes natural from him, natural for you, which is your sinful nature, hatred, resentment, unforgiveness. Covetedness, all that comes natural to the ego, the ego self. That's natural for us. Jesus said that at the cross. Some of us, some of us we, we love the Lord, but don't cross, don't cross me, don't cross me. Well, thanks to God, that's not of the Lord. That's not behavior that's becoming of a Christian. We must lay that at the cross. We must surrender that and walk in the spirit. We need to elevate. We need to, we need to grow in Christ. But we are preaching in our churches that Jesus came. He came only to give us a happy life and make you rich. That's not true. Jesus did not promise. He did not explicitly promise riches and wealth to his disciples. Again, he said, if they hated me, they will hate you first. He said, some of you will even die for my sake. You will die for my sake. You will be persecuted for my sake. He did not explicitly. Now, I'm not saying that you cannot get wealthy in this life. I'm not saying that all money is bad. But we got to make sure that we're not making money an idol, okay? Jesus did not, first of all, we got to make sure that we're speaking, we're speaking as if Jesus spoke, 
Okay, we can't be making 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 or in making Jesus out to be somebody who's a sky genie. I like to call him the sky genie. We push a lever and we make a request. Jesus said that is not the scripture. That is not the biblical Christ. And the other side wants to hold on and continue, which I pray that you are you're on this side. The other side wants to hold on and continue, which is clearly essential Christian doctrine which is the faithful, which the faithful holds dearly. Again, the other side wants to be liked so bad by unbelievers and by the culture that they are doing things they believe will assist God in bringing the unbelievers into the kingdom of God. Saints, watering down the halakha of Rabbi Yeshua Hanasha, that is mean the instructions of Master Jesus the Nazarene, and avoiding topics such as true repentance. Jesus said we are to walk in our repentance. We are supposed to be living lives that reveals our repentance, Matthew 3, 8. True repentance. Also, we are to be addressing habitual sins. We can't avoid, we, we, we cannot avoid speaking about habitual sins in place of money. Okay, that is not going to save anybody. That is not going to deliver people from habitual sins. And also, bad character traits, as I mentioned before. Some of us, unfortunately, we're saved, but we're still struggling with unforgiveness. Resentment, anger, fits of rage. These are things that we have to address. We just can't put it on the back burner and say, well, I'm saved by grace. I didn't got to worry about that. That's not true. That is true. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? We, are, we have to address those things. There are people suffering from alcohol addiction. There are people suffering from porn addiction. We have to address these issues. These are real issues people are dealing with. And local solutions. Churches won't address it out of fear, which is linked to the ego self. The ego self is your flesh. It tells you, if I present the whole counsel of God, and a lot of our ministers and leaders are struggling with it, if I present the, 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 the full counsel of God, what will become of me? What will, what will happen to this building? How will people perceive me? Thanks to God, you got to remember. And, and, and leaders and, and pastors, you have to remember. Jesus says, the scripture says, there will be a harsher judgment for leaders. There's going to be a harsher judgment. You're going to be standing by, you're going to be standing before the, a holy God, which means the holy one blessed is he. And you're going to give an account for the deeds while done in the body. So we got to make sure that we are putting the whole counsel of God, not part of it, not a partial presentation. It's got to be the whole counsel of God because God knows our motive. See, we, we, we can fool people. But we can't fool God. He can look right through this, this meat suit that we live in, this physical body, and he can see what motivates us. He knows we're, we're holding back. He knows we're not telling people the full truth. Why? Because we are linked to our ego. We don't want to be rejected. We, we don't want to, we want to be loved, but we want validation from people. But see, as men of the women of God, we should not be seeking validation from people, amen? We should be seeking validation from God. They're thinking also, what about my money? What about the wealth I have built up? You see, it's all about ego, ego, self. Ego makes us fear people. It makes us fear people, places, and things. Pastors today live in a world of fear. I may lose my members if I preach the whole counsel of God. My question for these churches and these leaders, where is your faith? Scripture says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of sound mind and empowered. 2 Corinthians 4 says, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage. See, our job is just not to exhort or encourage, 
but our job is to correct and rebuke. You don't see a lot of rebuking nowadays in today's church. We just kind of go along and get along, but we can't do that. Remember, we're going to stand before a holy God, and we're going to give an account for every word that proceeded out of our mouth. Jesus said on the Yom Hadim, the Yom Hadim, the day of judgment, the Bet Din Samayim Olay, which is the heavenly tribunal at the judgment. Every man is going to give an account for every idle word that proceeded out of his, his mouth. We must encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Scripture goes on to say, let us not become weary of doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Saints, the key is we must not give up. We must endure. For he that endures to the end shall be saved. One last thing before I close. Remember, our purpose in the Rex Hayam, the Rex Hayam means the land of the living. We are in the land of the living. It's the practice of Hashem. Devakah Hashem means closeness, nearness mm-hmm. with our Not calling on God only when we need something. Not clinging, calling on God when we get, only when we get sick. But call, clinging to him even in every single day of our life. Every second, every hour. We are to cling to our Heavenly Father. We are to be ministering to him. That means praising him, acknowledging him, his greatness, his sovereignty, his power. And clinging, more importantly, especially in the Harahayamin, which is the end times, the latter times, which I believe we are, we are to be clinging to his word. The reason why deception is so prevalent today, the reason why we have so many bad ministers today, is because people are not reading the word. Thanks of God, if you don't know your word, how are you going to stand? You've got to know your word. It's easy to fool you if you don't know the word. If you don't know them, how, do you, how are you going to know the mind of God if you don't know what his will is? What his purpose is. You don't know his character. So you've got to get in the word. The devil prays on the naive. So if you don't know his word, you're not going to know his will. Making his right zone, his will, our will, aligning our will with his will, total negation, total surrender to the will of God. God bless you all. Bless you, honey. Wow. We thank God again for everything that has taken place uh, on tonight. Uh, again, uh, as we get off this call, uh, our hearts should be stirred, uh, and this word should still be rain, should still be going. Um, it was so much said tonight uh, that uh, if if those on the call didn't get anything, something wrong with you. Uh, and again, he shared with us. Uh, many nuggets of making us really to reevaluate ourselves and making sure uh, that we are where we need to be. And the good thing about it is, is if we not, we can we can change that tonight. Uh, if we're not where okay. we should be, uh, uh, then we can change that tonight. We don't have to stay where we are. Uh, we don't have to stay there. Uh, God has wanted us to go higher in him. Uh, so, again, uh, uh, he, he shared a challenging word. Uh, he uh, he shared a word that you just don't swallow. You got to chew on it uh, and to digest it. And, again, I'm with everybody else. I'm looking forward to listening to the replay myself just to go back and listen. Uh so again, so that's something that we can chew on and meditate on and making sure 
uh, that our lives are intact and in right with God because he, uh, Jesus is coming back, y'all, whether we realize it or not. Uh, he's coming back, uh, and he's coming back uh, for the church without a spot of wrinkle. Uh, so now is, now is the time uh, to get ready. Uh, now is the time. It, it, it's time out for procrastination. It's time out for all of that. Now is the time uh, to get ourselves right with God so that uh, uh, when he do call our number, he's going to call our number one day uh, when he calls us. Uh, that we will be, uh, we'll be able to be with him forever. So, Father God, we thank you. We praise you again for the night. We thank you again for uh, the man of God, Steph, for sharing the word of God to us on tonight. Uh, we yeah. thank you for the, that on-time rhema word that he shared. Uh, we pray, God, that as we get off this call on tonight, uh, that we would just chew on what was said. Uh, again, looking forward to listen to the replay so that we can chew on it again and again and again. So, God, we just ask, oh, God, that you will work in each and every one of us. All of us have some things uh, that, that we can be better at. All of us have some things that we need to get rid of. Uh, so, God, I pray, God, that you would just work on us, that you will prune us and cut off the things that are not of you uh, so that we can be all that you are calling us to be. Again, God, we pray for our family members, those connected to us uh, who do not have a relationship with you. Again, God, we pray, God, that they will come to the saving knowledge of you. We pray, God, that you will help us live in such a way and share your word in such a way that that one day they may raise the question, what must they do to be saved? That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. All of us have the responsibility to reach. All of us have that responsibility. So, so, God, I pray, God, that you will help us to reach uh, everyone in our spirit influence and let them know that they need a Savior, and his name is Jesus. So, God, we thank you. We praise you again uh, for the word that went forth. We thank you again for allowing us to hear this so that we may be made better for you. And we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Uh, In Jesus' name, amen. This concludes our Tuesday night family prayer meeting. After a word from our sponsor, we will continue with praise and worship. I want to give you five days of my 30-day devotional, Standing on the Promises of God. When you stand on the promises of God, you clear your mind of the outside noise. Quiet your mind to hear the Good Shepherd's voice and renew your mind to walk in the victory over depression, anxiety, and scarcity. Get your free five-day copy today. Click on the link below. Do it now. Tell me who can stand against me. You walk before me. You hold me in your hand. And I will rest in the beauty of holiness. Oh.
I find my rest in the beauty of holiness, holiness. God of creation, you hold the sun in place. You
Thank you for listening to the Power Prayer Podcast. It's been a stone blast. My prayer for you is that you have experienced the transforming power of God's word, peace, love, and his unspeakable joy today. We believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the infallible word of God, the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as well as the indwelling of the Holy Spirit through the born experience this is what I know for sure it is our guarantee we will pray believe and love you as we love God with all our heart mind and soul secondly we will love our community as we love ourselves remember visit our website livingbiblehub.com we have some great things over there and be sure to Subscribe, like, and follow. Sign up for our monthly newsletter and our weekly prayer call. I love to hear from you. Remember, in God, there is no failure. He will do what he said he would do. So if you have never trusted and believed, in the Son of Jesus, do it today. Eternal life was given for you.